said, Queen of Darkness, cast Vantam Banshee through the Rune Gate. <laughs> I'm over here. Uh, I'm not going to block and just let all my ward shit blow up. <laughs> ward is tight. All right, I got, uh, I got an oldie but goodie for you. We're going to block with uh, Springboard Somersault. <laughs> from a hand, unfortunately, though, because I drew it at a weird time. <laughs> for two. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Okay, don't worry, everybody. It's me, Taylor. I'm back. I went through the rune gate, saw some shit, and we're going to talk about that shit we saw. Welcome to the reaction step. Nice. See a lot of stuff through that blindfold. <laughs> what blindfold? I don't know what you're talking about. Gate. All, all I saw was just the shadowy blackness of Irathil. <laughs> I think it's probably where it's from. I don't know. Irathil? Is that what we're going with? <laughs> I don't know, right? Isn't that what is it that is? Your final answer. <laughs> got to be like Irithel or something. Okay, Welcome perfect. to the reaction step, everyone. <laughs> Where we debate mostly phonetics, but also <laughs> some other things. And today, we'll be debating if these Dust Till Dawn spoilers are hype enough for us. Or, or good. Dude, hit the sound. We've got it in there now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soundboard. <laughs> That Hell yeah! Hopefully it recorded, or else we look real dumb. If not, you got to put it in post. <laughs> uh, thank you both for being here. Thanks everybody, the audio listeners. There was a visual gag to start this whole episode, so if you're listening in the podcast feed, go over to YouTube, hit thumbs up, say in the comments, "Best visual gag I've ever seen on a Flesh and Blood video." Yeah. You all are the best. We should have had yeah. like a trigger warning for all the self-harm that happened in it. But, you know. Oh, right. Uh, that's true. That's just the new theme for, you know, you thought Shadow Rune Blades were already moody. Now they hurt themselves. <laughs> and, and then you feel bad. So you let them win. So now that Boom. it was totally worth pulling your car over and loading YouTube instead <laughs> of Spotify. Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, so yeah, dust till dawn. When is it coming out? Somebody help me out here. July, right? Fourteenth. Yeah. Because spoiler season. I, I totally made that up. I don't know. Okay. Oh, you said it with such confidence. I believed I you. That's yeah. how you do it when you do that. Though. Also, because you. Because sometimes you have secret personal notes that for some reason you don't share with us to help us all <laughs> be on the same page. So I just figured it was from those. Totally. It's just to counter the whole secret. Uh, trivia game, you know. <laughs> it actually is July 14th, so, you know, you played no yourself way. by admitting that you is made it. Really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Big brain. That's what it says. It's a big brain play. It says on the it website. It's like a one in 90 odds or something. Anyway. Well, you somehow had that in your brain somewhere. Apparently. It was a blind azalea, and you hit off the blind azalea. Great job. <laughs> Dominated I did my that. pitch stacking genius just... <laughs> Caught, caught back up to it <laughs> hell yeah good job yeah. <laughs> killing it all right we got a lot of spoilers way before spoiler season as they like to do uh i think the first couple came out out there at the pro tour 
and I think the first one is, of course, everyone's favorite hero is back. It's Prism 2, Advent of Thorns. Hooray. Hope you got Prism enough action 2, points. more Prism. <laughs> the electric boogaloo Prism. Uh, yep. Actually, well, there's... All right, we don't have the other card. There's the young hero, Advent of Thrones. Sorry, I said right. Thorns. Right, Um And then there's the new adult hero whose name was... Here, you could do a wipe right here as you whoosh into when you find prism, the information. Prism Awakener of Soul. So, is Soul spelled S O L? That's like, right, it is. Solana. Okay, that's. I right. wonder if in designing this hero, if Prism of Soul or whatever the adult. Was like unplayable in Blitz or Prism Advent of Thrones was too powerful in CC or what was going on there? You know what I mean? Like, why did they de- design two separate heroes? I have an each? answer for you instantly. At oh, instant nice. speed, it's because Prism Regos is still playable. In Blitz. in Blitz? Yeah. Yeah, but so? Well, you can't have Prism and Prism. You got to have Prism, different name Prism. Yeah, they, I mean they they both have different names than OG Prism. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But from Blitz, <laughs> the way they always do it though is that Blitz young heroes and adult versions always have different names. Um, mm-hmm. And since the original, this is an original hero that had an you know just Prism and then Prism. I don't even remember what her old name used to be. Uh, uh, something of light. of light. Yeah. Um, so that they can't have another new prism and then they can't have two heroes with the same name that have different card, you know, they can't have it for the young and the old. So I'm pretty sure it'll be the same hero, uh, power, but it's just a different yeah, name, separate to, names to differentiate yep. the young and the old hero, unless they didn't. It's just a totally different hero. We'll see. I don't Prism know Sculptor of Arclight. I'll, I'll let it go. Sculptor. I mean, yeah, you're right. We don't know until we know. Also, Sculptor of Arclight. That's what it is. Isaac, you just Not told legal. us to be very confident about things we don't know <laughs> and prove that it works 100% of the time. So It sucks when somebody actually calls you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, until we're wrong, we're not wrong. So. Yeah. And there's other Blitz heroes. Like, there is a precedent for them to have names, you know? Benji, when they're Piercing unique. Wind. Yeah. yeah. You know? But if it's the same as the adult hero, in all of time, it has been their name is the Blitz hero, and then the name with the title is the adult hero. Totally. And, and you are is- correct. We're, we're in uncharted waters right now. Yeah. It's yeah. the first hero that's come back from the living legend they were like we can't get rid of prism because everybody loves prism so but chain they were like we shouldn't bring chain back because people will literally vomit (laughs) on the card (laughs) collections (laughs) they're already upset when they saw shadow rune blade well we'll get into that later but let's let's talk about little little miss 
Advent of Thrones here. Uh, coming in at 16 health. Uh, mm. You know, uh, really a, whole, a little, little miss. Uh, well, you know, I mean, you know, she's she's probably busted, so they needed to <laughs> totally. <laughs> they needed to rein her back a little bit. She's still one whole life stronger than Kano, so Kano is by far the strongest hero in the entire set, based on mechanics of his design. Uh, but Ad- Advent of Thrones could be pretty good. Um, but that's all we got. That's all we know about her is that she has a name and she's coming back and there's also an adult version. So I think it's really, I don't know what to say about it other than maybe we talk about angels. Yeah. I mean, we can, uh, um, let's talk about her potential hero powers or like the role she plays after we go over the rest of the cards. That's true. We have a weapon those are too. All, yeah. Those yeah. are all, uh, relevant do no, all right so well, all, okay go ahead go ahead all of us at once no one two three i think that this is the good weapon no one went <laughs> damn <laughs> colin got it <laughs> uh luminaris celestial fury now two things we're also bringing back Luminaris and we're calling it Celestial Fury, which I have issues with both of these things because <laughs> I feel like, them. well, I think it's uh, lame and boring and also hilarious at the same time. Like, so when you read the ability, so once per turn, instant pay to target angel attack or attack action card with Herald in its name gets go again, uh, that that is a little bit mopier than OG Luminaris, but this one has a sicker name, Celestial Fury, which is just kind of like in line with uh, like action movie sequels. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) Mission Impossible, colon, Death till we part code. Just wait till we get like the fourth iteration and it's going to be like (laughs) Luminaris uh, Fury for Celestial something. (laughs) Or like Destroy of Universes. It's going to be like the Fast and Furious. Star Slayer angry. (laughs) Where they can't like pick a scheme and they just keep changing how it works every time. It's going to be like Luminaris Celestial Fury colon like <laughs> fucking welcome to boom town or something It'd be like it's a shotgun now and it just does damage and doesn't interact with anything else um, okay so then my second point my my sub sub points because a lot of prism stuff is colon sub subheading stuff my my sub points to my original points are that i do like this ability it's much more toned down than original Luminaris, which was a blanket statement. And we're also getting a scepter that kind of does something, right? So like the other two illusionist weapons are just like static extra text boxes. And this one is actually like a thing Hmm. that does a thing. You know what I mean? Like you never pick up the, you never pick up Luminaris and, and move it 
on the playing field because it's it just has a static ability. Same thing with Sand Storm Scour of guy. Storm of Sand Guy. Why don't we know the names of anything today? Sand Scour Dragons. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I like I really like both of those design elements. Mm. Yeah, so there's there's a few things about this weapon that are kind of interesting. First of all, angels do not have like uh the dragon go again ability is inherent in Dromai's hero ability. And we didn't know Prism's ability yet. But here we learn that angels do not inherently have go again. So having multiple angels out on the field does not really grant you any um like if you have three angels, the most you can do is pay two and swing with two of them, right? I mean, the, the like ward ability still works or whatever, but um, I thought that was pretty interesting. So your ability to like overwhelm your opponents with board state behaves differently than I figured it would. Um, also, I think the uh, the play with phantasmal footsteps is pretty interesting, right? So if you swing like a war tune herald and your opponent pops it you can still pay one to get an action point right so mm -hmm. that's essentially giving it go again as well mm -hmm. or if they you know don't pop it or just block it you can pay two to give it a um give it go again mm -hmm. however this this becomes like pretty expensive if you're especially um the heralds that uh cost two and then it costs two to give them go again and then it costs whatever to swing the next thing and you're maybe coming in for like 12 or or whatever um 14 damage which is fine but um it just becomes uh a, a little bit more tedious and difficult it's not like tunic wartune herald for seven go again off one card anymore yeah yeah totally like you have to pitch a blue to play it and give it go again and have your tunic up for when it gets popped hmm <laughs> You know what I well, mean? Well, you could just spend one of those to like, or get your action point back. But yeah. yeah, I'm also I'm also wondering like. Well, anyway, let's talk about the rest of the cards first. Or Colin, do you want to talk about this weapon? Does does phantasmal footstep work on angels? No. Um, I don't think so. It doesn't work on dragons. Yeah, because they don't have. Yeah, they don't have phantasm. They well, just they have. Do. They do. They do. They do because the ash under. But them it's a phantasm. No, I meant the angels. Uh, phantasmal footsteps yeah. says no. They have ward. Says yeah. attack action card. So that's why dragons don't right. work is because yeah, they're yeah. allies. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Angels do not have phantasm. Yeah. So they have it, ward. It is. Yeah. So there is just an interesting play, and I'm sure that we're going to get more angels right now. All we have is Surya or Soraya, Archangel of Knowledge, and now we have Bologna, Archangel of War, um, which both also cost two to attack. So it's pretty expensive with this. I'm curious. I mean, I feel like. We've haven't seen that many majestic weapons lately, which is probably a mm -hmm. good thing. So I would assume this is going to, I guess it's not a token because it's coming out in a, uh, expansion set. So it's probably going to be like a rare, it, so it could be a majestic maybe just because it's, you know, that, you know, the rule, the draftable set rules don't really apply, 
but yeah, it, it, it just leads me to believe that this prism cares about angels and less about, uh, spectral shields. Although looking at Soraya, she requires a spectral shield to be transformed into, uh, herself <laughs> to be invoked, I guess. Um, it'd be the correct nomenclature. Yeah. It's invoked. So, um, so yeah, I guess, you know, angels are the new herald, but heralds are also, okay because you can pay two to give them go again i it just makes me think that uh uh god what is that one cost herald man i'm a bad prison war tune war tune yeah war tune herald you just play nine war tune heralds and a bunch of angels and that'll be it <laughs> so you can pitch them yeah and do both um sounds about right <laughs> so you know uh it's it's interesting i it really depends what her hero ability does. I'm curious how or if it will interact with the soul. I would assume it does just because that's like the light, you know, talent seems to be, you know, fully about interacting with the soul. So we'll have to see what else we get. But it's it's interesting the choice that they were just like, we're just going to redo prism in a different way. And I'm, I'm curious if they found, thought of it as like an opportunity to kind of like, you know, re configure how the light illusionist plays or if they were just like, it's a fan favorite. So we're just going to, you know, do some fan service, which is not a bad choice. You know, people like prism. It does let her specializations, continue right or, yeah which was a surprise to me i assumed it would be a new hero <clears throat> so mm -hmm. those specializations would be out but yeah. it was the opposite yeah so arclight um, sentinel is back to pay six <laughs> and then four to attack on your turn twice so yeah <laughs> it's gonna be great <laughs> questions we had about the new prison though were like how she would use auras and how mm. she would use heralds, right? And the weapons kind of answered the question about heralds, but we have yet to see if auras will play any part in her or if they're kind of specifically moved away from that, mm. like with Dromai um, as an illusionist, you know, because of the unpopularity of Spectra. Yeah. I So, like, when you read, this is my my potential theories for this hero power, which ties into uh Bologna archangel. So when uh, she attacks, you get to banish a card from your soul. And if you do, you put a plus one counter on each angel you control. My, I'm wondering if there's like a soul threshold uh, that she has to reach. Like once you have three cards in soul, your angel attacks are free you know, or something like that so that you, you could, you know, cause that's like too much to ask <laughs> is like, mm -hmm. is to have your, and we're assuming we don't know what the invoke is for Bologna, but if you assume that like, they like to do that stuff where like, who is it? Tumultai costs five attacks for five and has five health. Mm -hmm. Right. So like Bologna, the same yeah. yeah she has four attack four health and it's probably going to cost four so then you're looking at six resources just to do four damage but then it also has ward four 
So then you're like, it, you do all of this investment for then it just to like, I guess, block four damage, which is pretty rad. But it could only block one damage if it's like a Kadachi, blah, 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 et cetera. So like the, you have to have some sort of payoff for all of this investment you're going to have that then also potentially like goes away very easily, you know, and you won't, and, and maybe this is the thing though, is maybe we won't have like a illusionist that is kind of swarming the board. Um, but something like that, where their power based on a certain condition you meet gives you, makes your life easier in some way is kind of my guess. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Like, well, so first of all, you have Phantasmal Footsteps to deal with the first Kadachi, right? And assuming you have other resource sinks on their turn, as Prism did, um, that could be an effective defense. Also, um, we have, I mean, it's hard to say because we have yet to see how these angels uh, interact and how they behave, but it they do the same thing kind of that dragons do, right? Like when you play one out, you get to attack for four, but then it also blocks for four when you need it to. Um, so it's instantly, like Bologna has, in theory, eight value if you use her optimally. If you get to mm -hmm. attack with her twice, then it goes up to 12, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, well worth the cost pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, the biggest thing that I was thinking about is your opponent cannot directly interact with these allies, Right, like they can't attack Spectra, they can't attack their health like with dragons. They or can they attack their health? I think they can. I think if you have something oh, they that can targets also attack their health. I think you can target them because they have health. So mm. Okay. I think it's like dragons too. But I was like, this is pretty wild. You like have to push through damage on the hero. But no, you can do either. Yeah. Mm. Um I see. Sorry, I was wrong. No, I mean it I think Ward is going to be the next big headache for everyone who plays against New Prism is is how does it interact? How does it interact with things like Vambrace and Malign and things that prevent prevention? And, um, you know, there's going to be some weird I, stuff. So I actually find that to be much more intuitive. It so is, like, but I think it's just like we haven't had a lot of it yet and they've done... I think there's just been more like prevention and of that and you know the mm -hmm. prevention of prevention of like on the van braces is just like yeah I think it just adds a wrinkle to it that I think if you think it out it it makes sense like you know I was just asking if it if van brace would do the same thing that malign would do or just break everything but then at the same time it seems like I don't know I feel like they might have to address that because if you just play one attack and it bust everything that has ward because it prevents prevention like that seems busted. Yeah, that's my so, least favorite thing in this in like all of these spoilers so far yeah right no it's way. like the unblockable damage interaction with ward it's just it's like stupid like Merkmeyer grappler or whatever just pops every piece of ward or you know it's it's super is not stupid and the reason why is because now you have common cards that you can have multiple in your deck that force your opponent to interact with you. So Malign just says it can't be prevented. 
not that it can't be blocked. So you can still block with a card from hand and it won't pop all of your stuff. So the way for the listeners out there, the way Malign works is it says its damage cannot be prevented. So ward is a prevention effect. So each piece of ward would check on Malign's damage being dealt and then it can't be prevented, but it's still like to check it still has to break to work. So it breaks all of them. So if you have ward four, four times on four different cards, all of those would pop. But Malign only comes in for three. So all then you're telling your opponent like, no, I know you have this impenetrable wall of bullshit in front of me, but this little thing is going to require you to respect it. So you have to block with something or else you're going to lose all of your investment, you know? which I think is really, really important because then you could just build, keep building walls of ward and then that's, that's the game. There's no uh, way to force your opponent to kind of interact with you in that way. So I think it's actually really going to be helpful. Well, I think building walls of ward is pretty difficult because you have to block all incoming damage and pay for Bologna was a card also you know what i mean like that seems pretty difficult in of itself um also i was thinking more along the lines of like you know a katsu running van braces or something like that where it's just like gonna be impossible for you to like block all of their damage or in they can trigger the unpreventable part like anytime it's relevant you know what i mean well it's a little trickier so like so ward four, and then if you van braces, it only will knock ward four down to ward three, basically. So it only prevents one piece of that prevention. That makes sense. So you'd still have to be like attacking specifically with like a breakpoint, um, and then have the resource floating for van braces and that sort of right. thing. Yeah. So, like, you can block with, like, <laughs> a, a little piece of armor and your ward four, and they can van braces it, and it gets both of those. You know what I mean? Illusionist doesn't have any armor. Case in point. They got shoes. It's it's complicated, but it should yeah. be interesting. I think, uh, you know, it, it definitely feels like Prism is going to be more like Dromai, where there's, like, a board state of allies rather than just a board state of auras. Um, but I am curious to see what um, what her or her old auras can do and how they can interact mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> with this new build. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm hyped yet on any of that. To be honest, as someone you know who did like old school Prism, um, but. I'm very curious to see what her hero ability is, how it interacts with spectral shields or the soul or how any of that stuff's going to work and like where, where it's all going to play out. But, um, you know, here we are, we got angels now they're like dragons, but more yellow. Yeah. I guess I'm just apprehensive because I have like, as a Dromai player, I hate the Dromai Katsu matchup. It's like pretty unfun and like one of those 90 tens you are not designed in the game, you know, like Kano into prism or whatever. So I'm just uh, the whole ward mechanic and the way she works and all this. I'm just hoping that there's like um, 
the matchup spread has been considered when designing these cards. You know what I mean? So that she has like not necessarily a favorable matchup, but like some sort of game plan into decks that like, um, you know, can easily run unpreventable damage or like, you know, have Kadachis, for example, or, you know, things like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unlikely. I think, I think it'll be, I think that's lame, (laughs) you know? I mean, it is interesting though, that it's like this double-sided thing. Like you can go try to clear the board state by attacking the allies directly. Like, you know, you normally do with, um, uh, against Dromai, uh, with the added kind of like difference being that you can't pop them when they attack. Uh, but then it's like, or do you want to try to push damage at them to tax their hand, uh, and try to prevent, you know, or, you know, either get around their blocking to trigger the ward, uh, activations to, uh, you know, blow up stuff. So I think, I think that'll be, I think it will end up being interesting on both sides because it will present interesting questions of how mm-hmm. do I manage my allies and how do I manage the angel, you know, the army of angels being constructed in front of me. Yeah. The new ward equipment, like the kimono and stuff, make a lot more sense now. Mm-hmm. Since they're yeah. like kind of like armor, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can use it to like block a Kadachi or whatever whatever in order to protect something else important yeah yeah the and then the the kimono where you get a resource when ward things pop is interesting um yeah i'm curious use it on footsteps exactly to block one Use it on (laughs) oasis i don't know (laughs) yeah that that's what i'm saying i was like i'm curious what you can use it on uh on your opponent's turn that is valuable Mm -hmm. Um, in that case, but we will, we will see. I was a huge component of prism of, as having resource sinks on the opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. So cards like, like Ironhide equipment or like soul shield or, or, uh, you know, things that cost resources were easy to use in prism because of her soul shield or her spectral shield generation and, um, or as being instance, et cetera, et cetera. Totally. Should yep. we jump into the shadow realm? Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, I, I love it. I did want to say, hold on. Classic. I did want to say. Classic. I think that. Let me roll it back. I already, I, already some popped of, it. Some, <laughs> some of the, uh, some of the auras are still quite powerful, mm. right? Like, like parable of humility, is an extremely powerful effect even if you can't attack with it. And the fact that it has spectra and ends your opponent's turn when it's popped is still a pretty taxing way to have to deal with it. Right. I mean, not if you have like a Kadachi, but it is if you're like Lexi, for example, or like, um, I guess guardian cares less about it. But anyway, um, I think that some of these, um, uh, some of these auras will see play or maybe sideboard play because some of their effects are still like astoundingly, um, astoundingly powerful. Or like the, the blue, the blue aura that gives your first illusionist attack every turn plus two, you know, things like this are like way above rate if you get them out early and your opponent doesn't deal with them. And then if they do, it buys you breathing room. So I'm interested to see like how those will be incorporated. 
Totally. Yeah, That's and all. it's it's cool. You bring up a good point that it puts those auras in a cooler place. Because then you, like you said, you have to make that decision. Like, man, do I just go face, or is this parable really that hamstringing? Like having permanent frailty tokens, you know, uh, you know, is pretty a pretty big deal, you know. And as well as like, you know, uh, not having phantasm on your first attacks as well and stuff. But fact, like, like that, feel, like that's how it feels in Dromai, like. Uh, that's like a thing I got to take care of, but at least it's not attacking me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we might see some of that happen as well, which, which I think is a healthier place uh, for those cards to be in, in terms of like um, play experience is mm-hmm. what I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Now let's take it to the dark place. We got, right. we got. I'm ready now. Vincent, take me there. Vincent, 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 yes. Vincent, our new shadow room blade hero. Uh, we've only seen the young, but uh, we're all assuming we're also getting the old version. Uh, classic 20 health, four intellect. That's all we got. Uh, she looks ripped and cool if not a little bit you know self harmy <laughs> got a lot of piercings going on and say non-traditional piercings <laughs> yeah i think it's so cool i put it as my like background on my my fold nice the young hero art uh which is super cool we you know technically so on the poster for the uh armory kits is what I'm assuming mm-hmm. is her hero art, which it's also by uh, Federico Musetti. So I'm assuming it's the same. And uh, what a transformation they go through. Kind of a reverse Iron Maiden armor situation with some like gigantic spiky pauldrons and apparently some sort of spider webs in her from coming from her mouth to her pauldrons. So I don't know what that's about. Um, it's definitely not the evolution I thought was going to happen from her young hero art to her old hero heart art for her to turn into like a, a tank. She got spider mouth. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, when you get old and you get spider mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So if that's an indication of the tanky ability, or play style she may have. Mm. I don't know. Or it just is cool artwork. I love that take. I thought it was just art for a different card. So I love that you think it's the adult hero and that it's indicative of like a a tanky, a strong hero. You know? Thank you. It's well, cool. normally the, the armory event posters are of the adult hero key art. Mm. You know, like I have an Icelander one, like hanging, hanging right there. So, so yes, that's what, that's what I'm appreciating. Right there. That's right. That's right. What? It's over there. It's right over there. (laughs) Again, for you audio listeners, another visual gag. Uh, Pull over again. (laughs) Stop the car. 
<laughs> around 30 something minutes in you'll find it <laughs> uh, yeah it's i i hadn't thought too much about it until you started saying it but it i just i just assumed it was also her adult art but it's weird because she looks older in the young art just based off i don't know i don't it just looks like a younger person and just kind of like thinking about uh like other younger heroes like they there's usually something like I don't know, more epic about them as an adult and as a younger one. They kind of, I guess the whole Iron Maiden thing is pretty epic, but I don't like her young art. She's like standing there. She's like got knives stabbing through her arms. She's blindfolded. She's got these dope shoulder pads that look like they could also hurt you and just shredded abs. (laughs) Yeah, that's like adult hero level blood magic. Yeah. You know, doesn't look like she's just starting out. Yeah those knives all the way i know compared to chain where he's in like the most ridiculous robe yeah addressing his congregation like yeah i mean chain both of chain's outfits are ridiculous so i guess that's just part of his personality chain looks like uh oh god what's his name from harry potter (laughs) uh snape he looks like Snape. Yeah, he's just like mopey, like you know, greasy-haired, yeah. ill-fitting robe, and he's just like yeah. And then he turns into hair metal, uh, you know. Yeah, found a way to express chain himself. Master. <laughs> That's right. He found himself there yeah. in the darkness. Um, like Vin- Vincent's very Dark Souls to me. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It's like very cool. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's it for that. I guess we should check out this new flail we got. New shadow, rune blade weapon, flail of agony, one handed, and it's a specialization for all you Shiana stands. Once per turn action, pay a health to attack. When this hits, create a rune chant token. No go again. Um, so a lot, a lot there to process. I don't even know oh where my to begin. God. Well, first, another flail, right? So now we got two flails up in here. Shadow, generic shadow card that affects flails. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Hexagore. That would be sick. Uh, It's got dope art. It looks dangerous for sure. Uh, Insane. Every every time it gets you. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say sometimes yeah. it gets you too, but no, no every time it, it's it getting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's getting somebody. Uh, so what's interesting, can you target yourself with that weapon? Can you do that? No, you can't. I don't think no, there are some cards so. that say that target, target hero in yeah. any hero. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I was like, you could lose two health and gain a rune chant, but that's not how it's going to go. It's just insane that it's life, right? So there must be something in her hero ability that makes it so when they lose life, something happens, right? Might be some sort of engine Mm -hmm. that way. 
Or if you lose a health, pay one as an instant, banish the top card of your deck or something like that, you know? Ooh, I like that. That's mm. fun. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because it it only costs you one life and it deals one damage, right? Which is just tit for tat. And then, right, like it's not costing you a card or a resource, do one damage to each of you well plus the most dangerous a- resource <laughs> plus creating a rune chant token is an extra damage right on a split breakpoint and rune chant tokens also function as cost reduction a lot of rune blade builds and now interact with rune gate as well so it's like the value on this is i think quite a bit higher than you know, we're initially, or I initially gave it credit for, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? It, it sits in a, it sits in a weird place because it does, it does damage you. So, you know, until we learn about anything that makes that a more appealing, uh, you know, cause, cause really it's like, okay, well, I'm going to damage myself to damage you once and maybe once more in the future. But, you know, once, the value of a rune chant is pretty interesting because it does allow for a lot of different things. You know, if you have a mm-hmm. reduce uh, that you're going to arsenal and you get a rune chant off of this, now that becomes free. <clears throat> Excuse me. That becomes free. Yeah. And then you're going to get another rune chant. So, you know, like those kind of effects really are hard to calculate. Um, and blocking something for one sucks as we all know from blocking Kibachis. So will this hit and really just be like a, you know, one trading one damage for two damage against them. Um, I'm not, I don't know, but it's, I like that they're playing with that space. I like that it's one handed. I'm curious if we'll get a, you know, some kind of offhand thing for rune blades or, uh, you know, I guess it could make, uh, you know, could run lantern then keep all your cool equipment rather having run null rune or double flail but you know we got to get that go again somewhere so yeah that's i think the most one of the more interesting parts is that like this comes at the end in theory of a combat chain you know what i mean and so it's like it would not have for chain so maybe it Right. You know I mean, a lot of times chain shackled his weapon. So, yeah, it's possible that it won't. Yeah. I mean, so it's also interesting that you don't have to save a resource at the end of your combat chain, was what I was getting to, is that mm. you just have to have a health point, you know, <laughs> a sing two health points. You just have to have two health points. Yeah. Minimum. And it's really good into the new prism who doesn't want to. It can take damage to pop rewards. Yeah. What's also interesting, though, is that, like, it, and we'll get to Rune Gate in a second. Like, we definitely want Rune Chance, but then why not just run Nebula Blade? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the old tried and true Nebula Blade that gets you a, a, res, uh, a Rune Chant when you attack with it, when it hits. Uh, so... Yeah, that's just my mind is just like spinning out of control. 
Okay, so what of, goes in the off hand then? You know, because that's one thing it has over Nebula Blade. Is there anything offhanded that can? I mean, currently no, but you could rot an old buckler. It. Oh wait, no, it's Guardian. <laughs> no, that's Guardian. You no, can, there's you, like there's a fan. You can uh, ornate Tessin. Tessin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah. I don't know. So there would definitely be a new thing, right? Like mm-hmm. a one-handed book. That would be the coolest. Yeah. To have a one-handed book. You know, mm-hmm. scroll of Dark Knight. I don't know, you know, or you whatever. Can really live your librarian hero. Oh my God. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, shout out to Skirmish Season One, where I played Librarian Viscerai. You run every tome <laughs> and all the Sutcliffe's notes, and you just, some turns, you just, you drew a bunch of cards and you played a bunch of notes and books and did some paperwork and and your yeah. turn was over was it a, was fun as shit it was a really fun deck i i liked playing against that one because you're just like do it Sutcliffe's research notes <laughs> another book <laughs> right yeah. what are you doing now there's even more books now but i know it's so cool anyway uh really cool weapon well ha- you know there's Let's get to okay. Let's get to the Banshee. So, shout out to Vantum Vantum Banshee Shadow Rune Blade attack action, attacks for seven, defense for three, cost three in the red, and uh, it has blood debt, which is sweet. Classic. And it has Rune Gate. Rune Gate. Whole new keyword. So if you control Rune Chance equal to or greater than. Vantum Banshee's cost, you may play it from your banished zone without paying its cost, which is pretty wild. So if you have three rune chants, boom, rune gate in the Vantum Banshee for seven. And it also doesn't have go again. So, you know, you got to figure out how to get that going to make this turn even sicker. Mm -hmm. But interesting. So my question to y'all is rune gate... So I guess Runegates, it's already in there. So we'll have like one cost, maybe like six cost attacks that we'll just be able to just like Runegate in to attack with. It seems it seems plausible. Uh, I who knows? And I just I'm just excited that the Shadow Rune Blade cares about Rune Chance because yeah. Rune Chance is what rune blades should be interested in in my opinion i think briar and chain are false rune blades <laughs> preach brother preach they I were just... just like i'm just gonna play these generic cards and go again and swing a busted sword uh but this this seems interesting i think you know we still have the question of how does how does the card get into the banished zone? Right. Um, there are some shadow cards and shadow room blade cards that do put things there. Um, but I think for now there isn't that engine <clears throat> of the soul shackles and, you know, maybe, maybe Vincent does make soul shackles in some way, but it's just kind of like, you know, tied to 
you know, uh, just you know, in a different way that isn't so just consistent and busted as Chain did. Um, but at the same time, you know, she, it seems like she's going to want to make Rune Chant. So all those cool Rune Chant generating cards like Mordred Tide and et cetera and Mob Skies are going to come in. You know, you Mob, Red Mob Skies into Vantam Banshee, into Flail, yeah. you know, like just. Well, what's crazy is if you have multiple Banshees and your first Banshee hits off of your Mordred Tide, you can then Banshee in the next one because you've made three Rune Chants again. That's true. Which I actually think, I mean, I think this is pretty interesting design space because, I mean, it seems like obviously Rune Blade should care about Rune Chants, right? But it's like, in the game design history, that's never been the case, right? Like every new character in a class has been like wildly different. Maybe except, maybe except Oldham runs a good deal of Bravo cards, but like Lexi and Azalea, um, I mean, like Lexi does now maybe a little bit, but Lexi and Azalea were vastly different. Fine, Katsu, you know, it's just like traditionally Briar and Pain and viscera you know it's like traditionally they've all been very different and they make them different kind of limit their card pools maybe right like you have to you have to build towards one thing you can't spread it too thin otherwise it just like doesn't function so um i'm interested to see how they'll tie in the blood debt um kind of like like card advantage um as like in with the rune chance you know how they how they make all that work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we'll we'll have to see like what the distribution of rune gate is on these new cards you know it is just a new keyword uh you know like um um the oh my god my brain the token things you put on arrows Aim counters, aim counters. You know, it's like that didn't end up being like the most, you know, important thing. It was just kind of like a new mechanic. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it will depend if this is like all the cards are going to be Rune Gate, or if just like you know, there's going to be a couple sets, you know, of cards that have it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's I don't know. It, it's interesting to me just because it feels very different. Like you're building towards having rune chance to be able to activate this rather than, um, you know, the kind of older versions of, uh, viscerai where either you were kind of going the OTK route or you're just building and building and building rune chance. Um, or you're doing like the more kind of like aggro where you're like consistently building, but like also like sending them off, um, as as you make them and so like i don't know it it feels and that's why i like taylor's description of like kind of the tanky armor yeah. uh vincent is like i'm gonna block up i'm gonna make rune chance i'm gonna banish cards and i'm gonna be able to play those and like you know that's that's like the card advantage is like having rune chance and being able to have these blood deck cards that you pop off for free um allowing you to kind of block up more but you know again how do you get them how do you get them into your banish zone is like the the biggest question, yeah. which, you know, maybe it's like the first time you take damage on your own turn, like make a, sh- you know, make a shackle or something. Yeah. And then you're I would, I would love it if they did not make shackles. Yeah. You know, 
and it had had and we got away from from that uh, a little bit. What I mean, so some cards I think are going to rise to the top, like Rune Blood Barrier might be pretty important. Uh, Read the Runes is really important now. Uh, Blessing of the Occult potentially important. Uh, dimensional gateway mm. is important. That's the one where you get to opt and then reveal and banish a card. So uh, if it's a rune blade card, deal one arcane damage. If it's a shadow card, banish it. So then if it's a shadow rune blade card, do both. Uh, a card, I really love that card, and I thought it was like kind of underplayed, and I tried to make it work a lot of times. Uh, and then... Shadow Art of yeah, War, Shadow, War. Yeah. yeah, Shadow Puppetry, Art of War. So there's like definitely a lot of cards that are going to slot like potentially right in to the build. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll see. I'm excited to maybe like have these bigger build up turns or these like peaks and valleys. That's mm-hmm. like when I really liked playing Viscerai. That was like a lot of OG Viscerai stuff. Was like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to block with three, three cards, play, read the runes, arsenal my thing for next turn, you know, to hopefully like kind of pop off and stuff. So if that's kind of going to be the play style, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because even if you like more, or is Mordred a specialization? No. Even if you Mordred into like Spellblade Assault, if you try to cap it off with the flail or whatever, you just pop all your rune chance. So yeah. Yep. Um, we'll see where that balance is struck. You know, I, I do agree with Colin a bit. It seems like there would be some hero ability or some offhanded weapon ability or something that would like banish the bottom card of your deck or, you know, I don't know, like something like that. You know what I mean? Um, Just to have some steady, uh, consistent banish zone, banish zone generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I've heard multiple people, multiple people talk about interacting with the bottom of the deck, which I think would be really interesting. Um, but yeah, it it seems likely that there will, if, if it's not Soul Shackles, there'll have to be something that gets cards in there because just having to do it from other cards seems a little weird. But I mean, there are, you know, as you pointed out, there's a good amount of cards that do work that way but they all tend to block for two and kind of suck <laughs> when they do that. Um, you know, if, if you're not going to be pumping out like really powerful turns and rather you are going to have to be blocking up and then creating rune chance so that you can play these rune gate cards for free. Yeah. Um, that might not work because you would probably rather have three blocks and defense reactions. So, right. Totally. Yeah. And those cards don't block. And you know, the other thing they're going to have to solve is that uh, Shadow Runeblade cards on a whole suck. They're very bad, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you need like superior intellect to <laughs> make them good. <clears throat> or like card advantage of some sort, you know what I mean? Yeah. Chain yeah. Totally. Isaac means no. mechanically, not, you know, as a, a person. <laughs> that's why it took me a second i was like are you digging at me or no you're saying you have like a large number of cards in your hand yeah 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 because like i mean uh rift bind is only as good as the number of 
non-attack actions you play before it. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you can't also soul shackle like chain does, then it's just like a one for three in red that you can play from banish. And then like uh bounding demigon is unplayable unless you play another card before it. And then even then it, and it has to be a non-attack action. Mm-hmm. And even then it's like a zero for four without go again with no hit effect potentially. So also bad, you know? So you're just like not, you're just having these mopey turns. So either you, you'll be able to get go again, or, you know, you just won't use those cards and we'll have way more rune gate cards that are big old stonky, chonky boys yeah. and girls. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what uh, kind of built-in mechanics create rune chance. Because right now, nothing yeah. Shadow Rune Blade does is right. rune chant related. Um, so I'm I'm wondering if that will be all just you know balanced on the existing rune chant generation, right. um, or if there will be something added. I mean, obviously. Again, it's like Mob Skies is like a great, seems like it would be a great card because it generates rune chance. It gives you that go again that you might not have naturally, but it blocks for two. So, you know, like, yeah. what is the game? And it plan? doesn't, totally, it doesn't have the added ability of being an Eviscerai deck where it has a hit effect and is actually going to make you one rune chant for your next attack that you got Gogan off of. Like in Vincette, it just says if this hits, create three rune chants. Yeah. You know, this right is that's cool, it. man. We should play Viscera. <laughs> How much you want to bet Vincette just runs Rosetta Thorn instead of Flail? You know, if I it's mean, still why... legal. Yeah. Like we'll Briar, see. Briar's just got to win a couple RTNs and she's gone, I think. <laughs> I think it's they're a lot. Close. It's like 30 or something. But yeah, there'll be a lot of events. I don't know. It seems. It seems possible it'll oh. be gone before this comes out, but uh, yeah, obviously, if it is around, you probably will just run that. And even if it not, a Nebula Blade might be, might make more sense. You know, it depends. Anytime a new Rune Blade comes out, I get so excited for all the fringe Rune Blade shit, like Dread Scythe. Scythe. <laughs> Do I finally get a dust off the Dread Scythe, and this is going to be the deck for it? Am you know is uh yeah rune blood barrier gonna make a comeback? Is dimensional crossroads going to be playable? My favorite shadow rune blade card, hundred percent. You don't know what it does? Go read it. If you play a non-attack and an attack from your banish zone, deal an arcane damage, baby. Cost you two. It's a yellow box three. Totally. I have a deep love of hexagore, unplayable weapon. Damn it. Totally. I will say I am a little not upset. I'm not upset. Everything's fine. Oh God, here it comes. But uh Levia kind of got the short end of the design oh. stick from Monarch. Mm. And now we're getting a whole Shadow Rune Blade set instead of like a Shadow Brute support set. You know what I mean? I or maybe some shadow cards that are playable in both, but the way it worked last time was like like ghostly visit there were there weren't really many you know that worked well in both um so you know i think levia and that deck's fun to play yeah i think levia uh 
fans are probably like, well, wait, what? We never even got the first round, you know? Yeah, totally. But. Not where I thought you were going, but I like that take. Yeah. Levia players rise up, you know? Yeah. Alan, follow your leader, Alan, to the promised land, titanium bobbles for everyone, uh, crayons for everyone, and you will be prosperous. Um, I do think it's, there will be, I'm sure there's going to be shadow brute stuff in this set. Like it's a light and shadow yeah. set, not necessarily. There has to be. Like yeah. they're just having mm -hmm. to replace these two heroes. Um, that living legend out which like i'm excited for that in general just to see how this is going to play out fully because this is the first time that we've had heroes hit living legend and now we have a set that is reintroducing that you know those replacements um so i'm really curious how all of that is going to be handled um as far as uh what support like does it is it like tailored more towards these new characters or will there just be like a smattering of stuff and they designed it to kind of work with what's there um, already in the existing card pool um, and what other kind of <clears throat> support we're going to get <clears throat> outside of light and dark stuff like is it only going to be light and dark stuff and generics or will we actually see full class support I don't know if they talked about if there's like I can't remember class yeah, that would be really important. No, yeah, well, um, product sheet is a four hundred four not found, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think those are great questions, Colin. And if there's one thing about LSS that I can count on, is it's definitely going to be stuff we aren't expecting every time. They're mm -hmm. they're nine nine for nine, right? That's how many sets have been out. Yeah, they're nine for nine. Uh, so I would expect the 10th to also be a swoosh from downtown. So, Sorry about that. I just blasted and then just, music at our audience by accident. <laughs> we can't hear that. We'll try to it's okay. It I thought there was an awkward pause because I made a sports reference and you both just didn't even no, nod along. You did a great little foreshadowing teaser to our recording of the timestamp potion oh, later on. Yeah, we call Sticking that an assist. That I can't believe you um, brought up sports again. <laughs> How embarrassing for you. <laughs> I do think it's really cool that they're releasing replacements for heroes that have LL'd. Like, we don't need a star replacement, you know, don't read too far into this, but, um, you know, as this game <laughs> never, never rotates, but if too many of your favorite heroes, LL, I mean, essentially the cards are right. Like, uh, when Briar rotates, like technically, you know, you can play electrify in Lexi, but it's not really, that's a bad example because you don't play it in Briar either, but um a good number of the cards essentially rotate out if they just never replace the heroes mm -hmm. and i did not expect them to replace heroes so quickly and yeah, same. Uh, i think it's cool that they are to like you know again if like if you love blades and briar's about to ll also you know or like you know just your favorite heroes were chain and prism and now they're both gone you you know um 
you know, I'm probably very happy to see them uh, come back around and give you give you something playable for your card pool. Yeah, and for like new players too, like who may have just came in when Chain and Prism hit Living Legend, and they were like excited about it, but then couldn't play. Um, and this is their chance to to dip into those classes and uh, have some fun. And I think you know, it seems too that the Living Legend format is is taking shape as well. Um, which will be be cool to have like a alternate format for classic constructed that yeah. is just also classic constructed. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, like yeah. that's what I yeah. mean. Like it's it's classic constructed, but like anything goes. Like <laughs> it's like literally just like let's be busted and see. It's see gonna how be that awesome. Goes. Just play <laughs> unchain with no shackles. You know, but yeah, with, with shackles, yeah, unchained chain is Do you the think, best. So there'll be peak, no peak bands. flesh and blood, no bands either in Living Legend. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, confirmed by James yeah. White. Yeah, insane. Yeah, <laughs> at least to start rad. until it starts becoming an important form. I don't know. They have to do it. I don't know yeah. if it will be like great because it's like it sounds so wild. But then, like in practice, it could be that one of these LL heroes is actually the like by far more busted with all of the card pool, you know. Well, we can finally find out. Like, a... that'd be fun. <laughs> all right, it's gonna be a non-competitive format. You know, Dubby's what I mean, maybe. You know, <laughs> that would be really funny if the Living Legend no, format like is open to all heroes nothing's banned and then new heroes with banned cards are better than the living legend heroes <laughs> like, i assumed you could play non-living legend heroes in that format why not it's confirmed it's only heroes that have living legend oh that was confirmed yeah that's why they're waiting for the fourth hero so there's like you know that's a better number there's four decks to and play rather than just likely three. yeah yeah, maybe fifth and sixth. Yeah, we're Who waiting knows? for them all to living legend. That's what we're doing. That's when I'll play flesh and blood again. <laughs> I I did. I found a product sheet, and it has does not mention support for all classes, which some other expansion sets have said. I think in the product sheet, it just talks about light and dark. So, but I'm gonna say shadow brutes in there. Let's go. She's yeah. getting one card this that's not playable. <laughs> a flail reaction. Come on. Uh, they just, yeah. Six power cool. attack that costs three and has three blood debt. Yeah. A flail Double reaction block. that does twice as much damage to you, but nothing to your opponent. <laughs> doubles doubles the health loss you would have lost this turn yeah, totally <laughs> if it hits if it, it kills them but if it doesn't you die here's like yeah exactly regicide. perfect flail regicide. dying just like the end of this podcast slash youtube show thank you everybody because isaac is slowly descending into the depths it looks like uh so we better find him some soul and some light before we get out of here. Another nah, he'll visual be fine. gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He grew his beard back. So he's at full strength now. Uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and watching. 
get in touch with us on Twitter, the YouTube comments, email, all of that stuff is in the description below. And uh, yeah, we just we just love everybody. Thanks everybody for listening and being a part of our weird family we have. Great. Appreciate it a lot. Great. Thank you. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Bye. Bye. It's great. You dorks. James White also said we could pronounce things however the fuck we want. So that's so stop people true. from shaming you in the chat <laughs> for saying it. How they don't want you to. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. It brings back listeners when you say Eastlander. So. <laughs> They're like, is he going to say it again? Fuck, he said it again. <laughs> that motherfucker. Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to break this fucking keyboard. <laughs>